Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, welcome, welcome to the program. That was odd. For the first time, I actually heard the intro. I have not been hearing the intro to the show, and I did hear it today. I wonder what the heck that was about. So um, here I am. There you are, alone together, together alone. Um, And Yiko, do you believe that stuff that we might have to keep this up till 2022? So, anyway, uh, Sally Wigan will be joining us later in uh, the show, and uh, with Sally, we don't know if we're going to get, you know, serious or hysterically funny or a little of both, I don't know, but uh, we'll see. Um, I'm going to start with serious, if you don't mind, uh, because uh, a lot of stuff sort of came in front of my eyeballs uh, since I became conscious this day. And it all seemed like stuff I should, you know, at least note, okay? Uh, In no particular order, this just blew me away. And I cannot um, go beyond just the headline aspect of it, although I do believe that the Philadelphia Inquirer has a a full story. I'm just going to give you the headline. And the headline is appalling. You know the Innocence Project. That is that uh, a group uh, often made up of uh, college students, law students, um, and they delve into the cases of uh, convicted and incarcerated uh, people throughout the country. And they have often uncovered um, evidence that these people are in fact innocent. And over the years, the Innocence Project has gotten an awful lot. I don't have a number of, of people who have been wrongly convicted out of jail. So this story is so appalling because the Innocence Project um, – uh, working in in Philadelphia, had uncovered evidence that a, a Philadelphia man who has been serving a sentence in prison, he's been serving for three decades, 30 years of his life. And the Innocence Project finally got its all its stuff ducks in a row and said, this guy's innocent. And then this man, wrongly convicted, wrongly jailed, his life taken from him, dies of COVID-19. I mean, that is a story that is like such a punch in the gut. Wow. All right, here's another punch in the gut. I'm doing punches in the gut this morning. I'm sorry. Just a few. 
Um, this from Sean King. Um, yesterday was the single deadliest day for the United States with this plague. Um, and you have to believe this is an undercount, but at minimum, 2,364 Americans died yesterday because of coronavirus. And it is not just the single deadliest day for the United States. This makes it the deadliest day in the world for any country during the pandemic. And again, I want to do a little asterisk. Some countries, I would imagine, are not doing very good uh, numbers gathering or are unwilling, reluctant uh, to uh, let the rest of us know how bad things are in their country. So the fact that our death toll yesterday is the single deadliest day ever reported in the world for any country during the pandemic is, you know, is open to some question. But with the numbers that are available, the top five deadliest days in the world are all in the United States. And there are graphs making their way around. Perhaps you've seen some. They're just appalling. Um, we are more afflicted by this than any other country. I believe I saw yesterday, if you take the next four countries and add up their death tolls, they don't reach ours alone. And so while those numbers suggest that something is awry here, that somehow our government seems to be <laughs> letting us down and by their malfeasance, incompetence, ineptitude, lackadaisicalness, whatever you want to call it, um, are costing tens of thousands of Americans to die. And showing that America has its more than its share also of idiots. We are now seeing protests from uh, ill-informed people uh, protesting the, the lockdowns, the social distancing uh, rules. Um, yesterday uh, in Lansing, Michigan, the capital of, of that state, which is horribly hit by uh, the coronavirus, the Michigan Conservative Coalition held a protest blocking the streets with their cars, in fact, uh, blocking 
at least one ambulance. And I saw, I saw a woman in her car being interviewed by a reporter, and I didn't have the sound on. I couldn't bear to listen to whatever stupidity she was she was regurgitating and all of a sudden this woman who's screaming from her driver's seat of a car puts her head down and shows the reporter about three inches of gray hair coming out of her heart on the top of her head. And so clearly, (laughs) this woman was screaming, look at this! I can't get my hair done! Look at this! Look! My God! I'm, I'm God! I'm gray! And... My God, we're I, some people's uh, inability to take in information, to comprehend things beyond their own immediate desires, just blows me away. She should be able to cover up her gray hair, and if people are going to die so that she can cover up her gray hair, well, fine and dandy. That's the way it's got to be to her. I also uh, saw that uh, someone is organizing such a rally uh, for Harrisburg uh, on Monday. And... uh, my former producer, Stephen Caruso, who is uh, now a marvelous a reporter in Harrisburg, uh, put something on, on Twitter just moments ago saying uh, what, as much as he has been able to garner information about this uh, supposed rally Monday in Harrisburg by concerned, uh, concerned Pennsylvanians, um, he says it appears to be coming from an outside, out of Pennsylvania group. Well, you can bet. Um, the uh, Club for Growth, uh, ALEC, you know, that group that, uh, that drafts legislation uh, for Republican legislatures to, uh, to take as their own and then pass uh, that benefits, of course, the 1% and nobody else. Um, the, those kinds of organizations are all now working mightily to get this kind of protest up and running to make it appear that uh, they are speaking for the American people, even though every poll that has been done even very recently, shows that Americans, urban, suburban, and even rural, think that these social distancing measures need to remain in place for now. Uh, 
And I've also seen that there is um, some effort to change the term social distancing to physical distancing, which I do think is better. Um, it's sort of like we talked about global warming. <laughs> And then somebody said, you know, that ain't working because it allows people to say, you know, on days when low temperatures are set, you say, how's that global warming working for you? That we needed to instead say climate change. That is a moniker that is more apt. So um, physical distancing is is better because social distancing suggests that we we can't socialize and we have found that there are ways that we can that we're not being asked not to have any any um you know social interaction with one another that is not what's being asked we're being asked to be creative about it and or different than we used to but what we are being asked is physical distancing. And I'm going to try to uh, make that uh, change um, in my vocabulary because I, I think it is more apt. I think it's, it's, it's best. Uh, let's see. Oh, my God. Kelly Ann Conway, remember her? Uh, well, Kelly Ann Conway, the president's right-hand woman, uh, said this the other day, I think on Fox News. This is the quote. Again, stupidity beyond comprehension. This is COVID-19, said Kellyanne. COVID-19, not COVID-1, folks. And so you would think the people in charge of the World Health Organization and their facts and figures would be on top of that. She, of course... <laughs> In that quote, which goes out to Fox News uh, viewers who are already so flummoxed and ill-informed, it makes perfect sense to them. Yeah, this is COVID-19. What about COVID-18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13? What about all of those? Were we told about those? What happened to those? Did those kill a bunch of people? Did those force close closures all over the place and make us lose our jobs? What about that and you can see how the credulous would think that that is a hell of a thing Kellyanne brought up there yeah what about all those one two three four five six all the way up to 18 covids this is covid 19 Jesus all right what she, who knows better, which makes her evil, is not telling these people who she and others actively work 
to make stupid. She's not telling them that COVID-19, the name that was assigned to this plague by, I believe, the World Health Organization, which in its purview gets to name such horrors, Co of COVID stands for Corona virus, right? Corona. The stands for virus, coronavirus. D, COVID, stands for disease. So it's co- coronavirus disease. 19 is the year 2019 it was first identified. In December, I believe. COVID-19. There was no COVID-18, 17, 16, and on down to one. And this horrible human being knows it. She's horrible. She ain't stupid. But that she willfully tries to misinform, misdirect, as do all those others working to prop up this monster of a president, is, is akin to, um, you know, it's, it, it's helping murder people, destroy people. Incredible. I mean, really incredible. Ah. Oh. What else do I got? Uh, 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 B, writing from Malaysia, says this. He sends us something from Forbes magazine. And, you know, this is interesting because I have seen a number of Democratic um, Uh, members of Congress suggesting this, but this is coming from Forbes magazine, which is amazing. Um, It says, as millions of Americans received their $1,200 stimulus check today, a new proposal would give you $2,000 every month during the pandemic. Um, Oh, so they're just reporting it. I thought they were... um, Yeah, and this is not unlike... Um, what, um, you know, Andrew Yang was suggesting during his, um, his campaign for the Democratic uh, nomination, that, you know, you give people, the, the least of us, money so they can, first of all, not starve and, and, and are able to, um, you know, live through this, but also, it helps to stimulate the economy more than giving billions to corporations who just pocket everything for themselves and their shareholders. Um, give it directly to the American people. Uh, so under this legislation that some Democrats are proposing – Americans who qualify, I would not, I don't need it, uh, would get $2,000 in cash every month for at least six months. 
and they these payments would continue until the employment uh, to population ratio uh, is greater than 60%. These cash payments would not count as income and they would not adversely impact anyone's ability to qualify for an income-based federal or state assistance program. Now, I can hear the howls uh, from Republicans all already. Um, but I understand that there are other countries looking to do this, or in fact, perhaps have already implemented it. I'm not sure. You know, extraordinary times call for extraordinary measures. Extraordinary times call for, excuse the cliche, thinking outside the, the box. And, and so I'm not enough of an economist to, you know, be able to make the strong economic argument for this. Uh, but I suspect it would be a much better way of protecting Americans who are excessively vulnerable now because of lost wages to make it through this and to help their families make it through this. So let's... Let's hope. By the way, um, that reminds me of uh, something else I read, and maybe this was in Forbes, too. Yes, it was. Jeez. Uh, in Forbes, as well, there was an article about the fact that the countries, the, by far, most countries who have had the best responses to this pandemic have one thing in common. They're governed by women. Taiwan, Germany, New Zealand, Iceland, Finland, Denmark. And it is women who are being decisive, who are speaking the truth to their people, um, and who, as a result, have protected their people. They show strength and they show empathy. Women. That is a headline from Forbes magazine. What do countries with the best coronavirus responses have in common? Women leaders. So you get what I guess in some ways you deserve. We get Donald Trump. And in some respects, as I have said, he is a fair representation 
and embodiment of our narcissistic, self-obsessed, shallow, vulgar culture. I left out corrupted. And in some respects, he's the perfect president for this country at this point in its history. If, in fact, we get a leader who mirrors us, which is what you would expect in a democracy, then I'm afraid Donald Trump is sort of like a Dorian Gray kind of a president. It's hard to look. But you could make a pretty strong argument. He is a fair representation of our, our corrupted culture. Little Tony writes, how can Kellyanne be married to George Conway? I follow him on Twitter. I think he's the only Republican I follow. He is so against Trump. He's intelligent, and I just figure that marriage. I can't figure that marriage out at all. That, I, well, you ain't alone. You ain't alone. I can't imagine it either, and maybe they're just hanging in there for their kids. They have a number of kids. So maybe that's it. But um, no, I don't see how that marriage survives. I mean, he actively undercutting her uh, work. Um, I can't. I don't see it either. Can't imagine it. So um, um, I'm sorry. I've got too many things going on here. Um, do we have a, you know, if I were a little better at this, my accountant's trying to get in touch with me. I should have told him I'm doing my show. Now he's like, all right, and now the dog's barking at, you know, all hell's breaking loose here, guys. Um, hang on. I'm just going to see if we have a call. No, I don't. Okay. Um, so... I've been thinking a lot about how this is going to to change us, to change us individually, to change us um, as a country, as a world. And no, you know, nobody knows. Um, but uh, you know, you can hope for some positives, um, and you can fear negatives. Uh, I I cannot help but believe that this will help more Americans see the importance of qualified government as opposed to, you know, the American value that has been thus since uh, Reagan, which is to devalue government to ridicule government, to starve government, and the expertise that it should uh, it should yield. 
I'm hoping that that would be one of the positives. I'm hoping that this is a a great test of changing one's perspective and that we will retain some of the new perspective of what is important and what is not um, when this is over. Those are some of my hopes. Some of my fears are that because of this, we have been made to feel fearful and paranoid and to be obsessive about our, you know, about germs and cleanliness and, and staying away from uh, each other. And I'm fearful that once those behaviors um, are, you know, just the new norm, the, that they become muscle memory, um, if this does go on as long as some of those experts are suggesting it might, that we will come out of this a anxious, frightened, obsessive people. And I feel that danger in myself um, whenever I'm out walking the dog and people are coming towards me. I see them as threats, not as people. Three younger people on bikes, not wearing any protective anything, including helmets, came laughing and barreling past me yesterday. And I thought, my God, you idiots. But I just got as far from them as I could and actually tried to hold my breath for a while lest I was ingesting any of their, um, inhaling any of their, of their germs that they were spewing into our common air. Oh, and that said, so now the governor has said, you can't, I think it's Sunday it kicks in, you can't go in to any store if you're not wearing a mask. They ain't going to let you in. And I had reason to go out and drive my car for the first time in weeks yesterday. And I was stunned. I was coming down Murray Avenue in Squirrel Hill, and I saw some guy walking out of like a coffee shop or something. Yeah, walking out of a coffee shop, uh, opening the door. He had no gloves. He had no nothing. And I remember thinking, I mean, what are you? Are you nuts? I had to fill up my gas tank. And at the at the gas station, there was a young woman across from me who picks up that pump <laughs> with her bare hands. And I'm thinking, can you imagine how filthy that is? So I'm I'm sort of stunned at how clearly 
some people are not <laughs> are not reacting to this in what I think uh, an intelligent uh, manner is. Is is Sally there? Sally, hi. Go off on this. I what? Said, oh boy! I said, oh boy! Yeah. Do you want me to go off on this? Go ahead. Did you hear what I was saying? Can you imagine oh, at yeah. a gas yeah. station? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think I think there was a book written. It sits by my bedside table, and um, and I need to read it. And it's it's called the culture of narcissism. It's it's not about narcissistic personality disorder, which some people say our president has, and there are some other people in media that I think you talk about, and we, we've a lot of people talk about it. But I'm 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 not about a like I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't know what the the true de- definition is and what do they call it the dsm that's where they have definitions of all kinds of diseases whatever no Um, but this book is about how our culture in this country is it's all about me the me generation never ended because it wasn't just that generation now i i I do think the general can i just enter can i interpose here because i think that me stuff is inculcated in us from the yeah. beginning, from the oh, founding no, no. fathers, because of the idea of individual liberty, individual yeah. freedom, which has gotten out of control. We have no I, sense I, of social fabric. It, because, of the, because of the individualism, you're right, you're right, the historical yeah. individualism, it's been used now as a weapon by people who want to say, it, it is all about me. It, it's what I want. Mm-hmm. It's not the only thing that divides our culture, but I do agree. But, but what's happened is, is we became a service society and a consumer society. And I'm just making this up as I go along, where we buy things, where we do things for ourselves, where I, I think it just it exacerbates it. It, it, it becomes there's well, a you know what between individualism and selfishness. Yes, and in this, what I in but this you know pandemic, what not yeah. taking care uh, because I don't care if she gets it, but if she gets it and doesn't know she has it, she spreads it. And, and they so now do know they're, they're actually thinking that a person may be most contagious, spreading it most before they themselves show symptoms. So you have to assume you have to act as though you have it. And you know what? I almost called you Nino. Sorry. That's okay. It's okay. (laughs) But Lynn, that's exactly the way the flu was. Why is it that we were, we were so ready to believe that about the flu and not about this? This is worse. A lot worse. Remember, remember when you used to talk, well, okay, so how, when, when did you actually get sick? That means that you were contagious several days right. before. We used to have these discussions when people with the flu would come to work. Right. And, I know. And so, and this is even, and, and, and this is double, triple that. And so I, I just, it, 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 and I don't think it always has to do with your politics. Sometimes it has to do with your generation. Sometimes it has to do with, well, it's not going to happen to me. I mean, that is what a lot of people think. This is not going to happen to me. I probably thought that when I went to Dunkin' Donuts and the person <laughs> didn't have gloves on and not a mask. And she was when was it? Wait a minute. When the hell was that, Sally? Anytime recently? Yeah, it was a couple of days ago. 
You went into Dunkin' I, Donuts without no, a mask or anything? I didn't go in. I didn't go in. I was at the drive-thru. But, but at the oh, drive-thru, well. you're still, cl- even if you lean away from them in your car, it's, which is what I do, it, which, it, 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 it's not six feet. And so what I did is I threw my credit card at her. I didn't hand it to her. I threw it at her. And I said, I'm so sorry, but I'm really at risk. And then she has this box of gloves next to her. And she said, would you like me to put the gloves on? And I felt like saying, are you kidding me? Of course I want you to put the gloves on. But I didn't say that. I was very nice. I said, yes, would you please put the gloves on? But then I felt so guilty for asking her to put the gloves on. Why? That I was eating. I well, what I want to know is how are donuts, what? How are donuts an essential business? They're considered food. The coffee is considered food. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. They do serve breakfast. They, 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 they serve, they serve sandwiches. They serve sandwiches. Oh, all right, so okay. they're not just, it's not just donuts. You don't, you must not go to Dunkin' Donuts very often. They no, have I've very, never been they, there. They, they, they nope. even have a Beyond Sausage that's not meat. And I, I, I obviously got that too in, this, in addition to the donuts. But, but, but here's the thing. I felt so guilty about it that I gave her a $10 tip. <laughs> Which, well, you know what? Which I should have done. No, I should yeah, have done that. Yeah, that's fine. You know, because she's there dealing with all these people. And, yeah, I, I've i been tipping very, very generously myself these days when I, when I can. Right. Because but I was shocked. I was shocked when you and, and Kit both said that you haven't been out of your homes at all. I must have well, been I out have of to my walk home the, and gone I have, shopping. Well, no, but I haven't I mean, gone shopping. Like, I've done it probably four or five times, maybe yeah. six times. Yeah. And every time I'm like, my heart just starts racing. Yeah. I know. You feel like, I know, I, every time I come home from outside, I think, God, I hope I, I didn't kill myself. You know, I hope I didn't. <laughs> you know, every time it's like, I just want to, yeah, you know, stay in my house and not, I mean, everybody, everything looks threatening to me looks like it might take my life and that is so awful that that might be a residual effect of this when when and if it ever ends i don't know i don't know sally i read something so horrible uh this morning that really a, that's not a, surprising <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> i read a number of horrible things but i saved this one for you uh there's a zoo in Germany that says it may have to start feeding some of its animals to other animals. Oh my God! Well, what zoo is that? Can, it can't be. A, wow. Yeah, it's a zoo because wow. because they are shut they down. Be, you know, they they're shut be. down, and they they they're not bringing money in. So they don't have the ability to feed their animals that they you know used to. I, I, I can't. I cannot believe that some huge benefactor, if not in Germany, somewhere or like one of the or, or or whatever the overseeing European Zoo Association is, like the AZA. What would happen with the AZA or the ZAA is those the other zoos would step in that are less yeah. affected. And I, I can't, that, that, that is, un, that's unnecessary because, because, I mean, my God, there are billionaires in Germany. How somebody donate the money to feed, to feed 
the animals, the carnivores that eat meat. For God's sake, that's easy. That's easy. I mean, there are people who have billions of dollars who can donate to feeding people but can also keep nonprofits that help the fabric of society and right. help teach about conservation, which is what good zoos do. Bad zoos don't. Good zoos do. That's, that's, you know what? That's, that's, ah. I, I don't know what kind of. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I don't know. Okay, well, here's the good news. Thing is, I, okay. I have good news. Nitrogen dioxide I, I levels. They can have one of my dogs. I can feed one of my dogs. <laughs> Will you stop it? She's driving me nuts. I know. Oh. Well, Go this ahead. is hard Go on them, too. Ahead. Nitrogen dioxide levels are down 50%. Uh, the European Space Agency says, uh, particularly clear in France, Spain, and Italy. And here again, more indication that if human beings are prevented <laughs> from going about their regular, uh, you know, duties, that we are, um, the earth is better for it. Better oh, yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, don't, don't laugh at me. Uh, well, no, I know you're going to, but but I'm I'm a huge fan of Marvel comic movies. I'm I'm not a comic book fan. I'm a, a movie adaptation of comic books. You've always, I, to I, me, had very unusual uh, cinematic tastes. <laughs> well, no, at the same time, Parasite was the best film I saw last year. So, I mean, I I appreciate. Yeah, great it was art, great. But yeah. I uh, but but also, do you know what popular. Art can also be art. But anyway, there's a line in, in Avengers Endgame where Chris Evans, whom I'm in love with, um, um, a deep and abiding love. And, and <laughs> that's my life. Remember, I used to make a list of the handsome actors that were my favorites. I used to put it in a book when I was young. I just, it's just disgusting. No wonder I've been so unsuccessful. But anyway, uh, that's, that's neither here nor there. That's, is he your current? This is what happens is, when you don't talk, people and talk to people enough. You just have verbal diarrhea. It's terrible. But anyway, going back to the Avengers. And he says to Scarlett Johansson's character, he said, oh, they just spotted a large group of blue whales off the coast of blah, 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 blah. He said, so it's after half the universe's population has been eliminated. He said, so there is, there are positives. I mean, he's saying it depressingly because they've yeah. all lost so many friends. Yeah. But he, he says that. And it, it is true. There are too many of us on this planet. Way too many. It was never designed. And, and, and for, for places where there is great poverty and their desire to be like our country, the resources would require, I remember hearing somebody say this at an Earth Day, like 10 years ago. It was, I was emceeing the event and some of these people from all over the world were speaking. And the guy said, um, it would take seven planets to enable undeveloped countries to become developed. It would take seven Earths. We don't have seven Earths. Sally, we do have a caller, though. And I, I oh, okay. Let... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I got. Do not I, be I, sorry. I, I'm just I, telling I, I you, we have talking. a caller. You nothing you okay, did. Good, good. <laughs> caller, hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi. 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 Hey, I hate to change the subject, but I need some information from you. Okay. Did, did you did you ever get a hold of that wine 
winery that delivers <laughs> yes. for four ninety nine. You got what? Your name and the, the winery that I oh the one in Gibsonia or something. Oh, Narcissi. Yeah, Is that Narcissi? Yeah. I don't know. They deliver for four ninety nine. Splash. I don't know what it is. Okay, I ordered wine from someplace in California called Splash. And I don't remember what the delivery was, but it wasn't much, and the wine was cheap as hell, and it's okay. Um, but, yeah, Narcissi is another one that came up in the in Yeah, conversation. Narcissi is, is, is off of uh, maybe on 910. I think it's on 910, and they may be delivering right now. Uh, yeah. they're, they're, they're a really nice organization and I think it'd probably be nice to support a local winery. Yeah. Um, yeah. But did you see, there was a story today, um, um, a, a story today about the lines outside of liquor and wine stores, um, that, that people, you have to wait in line for a long, long time because what liquor trying. and wine stores, because we're now Ohio it won't let us story. Yeah. Yeah. Because story. West Virginia and Ohio have said we are not welcome because so many Pennsylvanians were <laughs> crossing the border. Well, see, God. that's a good thing about being in recovery. I don't have to deal with that. But I you, you know what you said, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> you said something interesting last night when you and Kit and I were on. You said that you know this something like this could drive people in recovery to drink. It's a dangerous time. Yeah, right. but you know what? From what somebody has just told me, because I, I talked about, I really'd like to go to a meeting, and I somebody, and of course it makes perfect sense. Someone said they're having virtual meetings. Sure. So I'm sure. sure if you go to the website for Alcoholics Anonymous or or, or Narcotics Anonymous, you can um, you can find uh, websites. So that's probably if anybody's wondering. Um, I, I'm sure they do. I haven't tried it out yet, but I, I think I probably did. Yeah, because one of you guys was was having a glass of wine, and it, it, for it was it was a little bit difficult for me. So uh, so then you just you know pop a donut in your mouth or something like that. <laughs> But you said you're losing weight. Oh my God, yes, because I'm not eating out. I I I I live on fast food. I do. I, I admit it. It's horrible. Nobody my age does. Uh, um, um, it's I I and I, I go through drivers. I drive throughs I don't think I've ever. I have walked into a fast food restaurant probably in years, um, and I'm not doing that. Uh, I've done it a couple of times and they weren't safe. And so I quit doing it. And now I'm really doing vegetarian. I'm trying not to eat cattle. Uh, um, I'm trying not to eat meat at all. Um, and so it, it does, it actually makes you lose weight, but you feel better. Um, but I eat a lot of graham crackers. I have little bunnies, little bunny graham crackers. What is <laughs> Annie's? I, is I that for them. Easter? Did they make those for Easter? No, no, they have them. They're all the time. They're for children. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> little bunny graham crackers. Yeah, Aww. yeah, they're very good. You can get them at the grocery store all the time. Little bunnies, but the trouble is, you eat like three handfuls, and all of a sudden the box is gone. Oh, sure. See, that's why I cannot have um, sweets in the house. I, Whoops. if I bought a gallon of ice cream, I would eat it in one sitting. That's without a doubt. If I bought a big cake, I would easily eat half of it in one sitting. I mean, to the point where I'm sick. So I have no ability to stop once I start. 
Lynn. Shouldn't we be talking about weightier issues? Oh, pardon me. That was a pun. Get oh, caller. Are you still there? Yes. <laughs> this wine company, what are they called? Splash Winery? Just if you go online, splash something or other. Let's see. Yeah, maybe splash wines. Just Google that. You'll find it. And what was that one you mentioned? Yeah, the other one was Narcissus, uh, spelled what? N-A-R-C. It's N-A-R-C-I-S-I, I I think. You know what? Hold on. I have an iPad right here. Let me me talk to him. Talk to him while I look. Okay. Okay. I, I guess you're wanting some wine. Supposedly, you can also <laughs> supposedly you can also contact your uh, state liquor control board. Yeah, um, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a joke. No one's laughing, but it's a joke. And yeah. I think isn't funny. What here? Isn't this funny? It opens at 11 a.m., sir. It's at. Do you have a pen, sir? Can you write this yeah, down? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's 4578 Gibsonia Road. And let me see if I can find the number. It doesn't it doesn't have a phone number. Oh wait, let me go to the website. Maybe it has Spell a phone it number. for him though. Narcissi, we didn't spell it. It's funny, it's just like narcissist. We were talking about narcissist and all of a sudden we start talking about a narcissist. Narcissi. Uh, yeah, here it it uh, um uh it's N A R C as in cat, I as an idiot, S as in Sam, the <laughs> son, and I as an idiot. I don't know. I don't know how to do that stuff. But anyway, and let me see. It says contact us. And it is, oh, here's the number, sir. Yep. It's 724 724-444-4744. 724-444-4744. Yep, that sounded yep. like too many numbers. Really? Is that it? Okay. No, no, it's seven two four 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 seven four four. That's not too many numbers. It was a lot of fours. Okay, it was a lot of fours. A recovering, a recovering alcoholic facilitating somebody drinking. So I'm just kidding. I'm Isn't just kidding. that a wonderful under- world? That's very, <laughs> very unselfish of you. Thank you. Yes, it uh, is. All right, Sally. caller. I yeah. Sally. Yes. I got a. Uh, Something for you. You know what the dumbest bear in the jungle is? Well, bears aren't generally in jungles, but uh, well, yes, they are. The sun bear lives in a jungle. She's gonna <laughs> laugh at me for saying. Don't overcomplicate that, this. <laughs> I know that's my, that's my life. <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't a know what polar the bear. bear in the jungle. The what? A polar bear. Oh, a polar it would be bear. the dumbest bear in the jungle. You get it? And you know what? You know what you call a bear with no teeth? What? A gummy bear. Yeah. All right, you. You're out of here. Wait, wait, you are more. out what of here. Want? No, no, no. All right, you used all my time. Goodbye. Bye. Jeez. Oh, my gracious. Well. Oh, oh. Well, you know what? We helped the person. That's nice. I, I, you know, we we literally helped somebody. So I hope I hope he's not upset with me. Probably he is. Everybody is. No, he's not. Are you kidding? Why would he be upset? So some of his time. We've got twenty-two million minimally unemployed Americans now. 
Aren't you glad you're retired? Actually, I feel guilty. You know me. I feel guilty that I'm retired. And I, I mean, I, I continued working much longer than I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, just so that this would, so that this would happen, you know, uh, um, and probably affected my health. And so now I'm at high risk, but, oh, well, no, the, the health problem was there. Okay. But I, what I'm wondering is, would you, I mean, I, you know, this is a huge story. So that's why the, every time something comes around, I give to it now. Like there is this food challenge that Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro are doing that where you give food. I mean, you give money for food and, and you can win a walk on uh-huh. in the new movie. I, you know, I, I, everything that's something Michael Clark told me did a story about a nonprofit and I went online and gave to it, it was about food. So I'm giving a lot about food, but I'm also giving to conservation organizations because poaching has gone through the roof because people aren't no going one's into these parks. Yeah. yeah. And they're just, oh, so they're, and, and poaching is why this happened in the first place. Anyway, enough of that. So what? You were going to say something. I I was just going to read an email or two here. Hey, Lynn and Sally, writes Lynn in Ohio. The reason Dunkin' Donuts is open is because the inside section is closed. What? Well, yeah. It has a drive-thru. Yeah, it's drive-thru only, so that's allowable. And it says here, at our Dunkin' Donuts here, people are spacing their cars at six feet apart. What? Oh, the the one that I went to was not the one that I. But was why would you do a car six feet apart? I don't know. I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, does it? Unless people, they don't want people to. I don't know. That that's that's odd. I I that maybe, is odd. You know what? Maybe no. Maybe it's a gesture. Maybe it's a gesture <laughs> that we want. If I'm, I'm, I can't, I can't think, but here, I want to go back to the, uh, uh, the unemployment. How close are we, are the numbers the same? I mean, they have to be adjusted for population, obviously. Are the depression. numbers the same as the great depression? We, yeah, they're are, going, are we well, in a depression yet? You know, in, in another week they will be. I mean, it, yeah, it's, yeah. We are going to be in just a depression. Before, just before I got on with you, I, I was looking at the list of the number of cases in the different countries. We are the third most populous nation after China and India. No. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, no. no. I that. I, wait, I, wait, 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 wait. Russia's got to be more than us. Uh, Come on. Not what whoa, Russia whoa, whoa, whoa. is now. Not what Russia is now. No. I. The Soviet Union included countries that are no longer part of Russia. I and can't Russia believe we're the third of, most populated area that is not populated because of climate. Can can do you have someone who can look that up? Because I I think we are the third most popu- populous. I I thought Brazil might be, but they have large tracts of land that are uninhabited. And, well, we and, are unfortunately we are leading the world in uh, in this does that pandemic. Not, did that, does that not astound you that India we have more cases than China? Well, who knows what China's cases? Well, that's are. right, we and who no knows idea. how many India has? I, you I can't know, trust any of these numbers. We can't even trust our own numbers. No, probably it's a lot more than the numbers. Are it's a lot more than I mean. This what is we this think. is the most advanced nation in the world, and we have the most. <laughs> cases what does that say i'm not going to answer uh, that question i'll let yeah well it does say something um keith writes i can't hear sally and not think about doug hearth always talking about her legs 
Oh, God. <laughs> Do you know? God I didn't know. Him. Did he talk about yeah. your leg? Well, that we did a, oh God, and God bless her, she's gone too. Um, we did, a, Channel 4 did this thing. It was, um, it was a nonprofit event, and you had to have an act. An act. And it was Yvonne Zeno, Susan Brozak, who oh. worked for us at the time, Susan Davies, who worked for us at the time, and I. And we sang We're the Women of Channel 4 to the music of I Am Woman from Helen Reddy, I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar. And we're sitting like behind a desk, and we all have suits on, and then we get up, and we have shorts on, like really shorts, shorts, kind of short shorts. Back then, I yeah. could wear short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, we stood up and we had the shorts on and 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 saying so it was uh god bless yvonne dear my, one of my dear oh friends. god and, and susan uh, susan just lost her father a couple of um a couple oh, I'm of, sorry. about a week ago yeah susan davies i didn't yeah. you didn't know that did you nina okay. no yeah, i she, didn't yeah it, it's her yeah he had been in a nursing home for a long time uh-huh. and he had alzheimer's so but oh, but nevertheless, God, it's still it's hard when you don't have any parents anymore. So um, you're an orphan. By the, okay. By you're the way. By the way, uh, Amy, my producer says population, uh, countries, population. I'm stunned by this. China's number one, India's number two, and the United States is number three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, Indonesia I is number four. That makes sense. And Russia is nine. Well, just think, Russia is no longer, they don't have Ukraine, they don't have Kazakhstan, they don't have all of these, Belarus, they don't have all of those countries anymore. It's just Russia. But think about huge tracts of land in the Arctic and uh, in the Arctic Circle and around Siberia where there aren't people, not a lot of people. So that makes sense. Okay, here, here are the populations. Uh, from where's Mexico? I would imagine Mexico. Uh, no, uh, it's yeah. uh, China, uh, India. Now, understand this in terms of the because this has percentages. China has almost nineteen percent of the world population. Yeah, okay. India has almost eighteen percent. Yeah, they're one point three billion now. So. We're coming in at number three, but we are so far down. We're just a little over 4%. So you've got that China and India so far out ahead of the rest, and then there's us, uh, way, way down from 19, 18, and 4%. Then Indonesia, Pakistan, Brazil, Nigeria. I thought Brazil would be up there. And Bangladesh. Yeah, Nigeria is one of the more advanced countries um, economically in Africa. And so that's why, you know, you have a, a, probably a larger population because there is better. Mexico is after Russia. Okay, I figured it, it would. Okay, be but I, wow, so we're, we're number yeah. three. We're number three. I had no idea. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad well, and, I said something. Usually, I, I never say anything that you don't already know. I mean, that's, that, this, oh. I, I feel like I should get a little trophy, like, ooh, you did a good job today. Well, you have a lot of people writing in. I've got a, on my email uh, subject line, I have a lot of people saying, Sally is right. Sally is right. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, God. Well, you know, you're, you're sitting here and you start reading. But the thing, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think I need to read a book. I'm, I'm so tired of reading from my devices from all different kinds of periodicals. and. Well, don't you have books there that you've, you know, I'm now looking at the books I have in my house that I haven't read, you know? You oh, bought yeah. because I, you I, thought, I got to read this, and then you never did. And I'm just finishing up um, a Jane Austen book, the only one I hadn't read, Middlemarch. And um, as a matter of fact, when I hang up here, I'm going to finish it because I'm just dying to finish it. I've only got about 50 pages left. And then I'm not sure where I'm going next, but I, I was thinking of, in terms of books I had that I haven't read, there's one by David McCullough uh, called Brave Companions, which I never read. And I there's it's about wives, right? No, I think it's different portraits of people who have done uh, little vignettes, sort of. Of well, that's interesting. I, I I don't know. Brave Companions, portraits in history. So. It's pioneers. It's, uh, it's got George Washington, Remington, who the hell, Louis Agassi. I, I don't know who that is. And so there, I'll read there's that. There's a book that I just. There's a book the author was on on one of the cable news channels this morning, and he was being interviewed. He's uh, I think he's the chairman of uh, international international something uh, studies or something. I can't remember at at, at Tufts. Mm-hmm. I almost went to school, and um, um, and the name of it is Toddler in Chief. <laughs> and uh, but why I, do I you want to read would... that? I mean, well, no, I, no. I, I I didn't say I wanted to read it. I I didn't know if you wanted to read it. No, I don't read any. I would not read anything about that scum. Okay. I mean, okay. I, I, I just didn't, you can't I, tell I, me I, anything I don't already sort of know. I, you know so I'm, I'm going to be doing mostly novels, and the one I've got next is the story of Edgar Sawtell, which it says it's a big, big book too. So also keep me occupied. But Stephen King said, um, "I close the book with that with the regret that readers feel only after experiencing the best." story. You know how you so can't stand it, it. What is it called? The story of Edgar Sawtell, S-A-W-T-E-L-L-E. And um, I don't know. It's I, I know my sister-in-law had, it's about a guy who is a mute <laughs> in northern oh, Wisconsin. Wow. Don't even, I have not a clue. And it looks See, like I, I, I don't I don't read um, I always buy nonfiction. It's so funny, and I don't I don't and and then I I, I needed just really good not uh, fiction book because I don't do that and and so uh, yeah and a lot of my nonfiction like the, the, what I have now is it's a great book that everybody's Robert Redford read the wrote the um, forward to it and Carl Safina the great <laughs> wait uh, a minute this is too funny. Uh, this is too what? funny. Alan, I'm so embarrassed. You know, I never remember the name of a book I am reading, ever. So I'll say, I'm reading the most amazing book. And someone will say, what is it? And I'll say, uh, I don't know. And who wrote it? Uh, I don't know. And I have just proved it. 
because I said I was reading Middlemarch by Jane Austen. By Jane Austen, yeah. She didn't write Middlemarch. <laughs> Middlemarch. Middlemarch is George oh, Eliot. Jane Austen isn't the author of what the book. No, you're no, no. I got and and, and um, Ellen just wrote me. Uh, you may, in fact, have read all of Jane Austen, but because Middlemarch is written by George Eliot. But here's the thing. I'm not reading Middlemarch. I tell you, I never know the name of a book I'm reading. And this book that I'm loving and I'm almost done with is Jane Austen, Mansfield Park. Okay, I've heard that. I've heard of that one. I've yeah. Heard. Well, wait, you know what? God, now I'm blanking. What is a really famous book that we all have to read like in high school by Jane Silas Marner. Silas, Silas Marner. Marner. I couldn't remember that. I'm losing <laughs> my mind. I couldn't remember. Why did I, I remember like that? FM. I could, well, you, re- you remembered Silas Marner. Well, I have a, a recommendation for everybody. You may have to order it online in, through Amazon. I don't know. It's, it's, um, I, met the, I met the man who wrote it, and he was, he's been with Yellowstone ever since they reintroduced wolves. You know, I was in Yellowstone right as the pandemic started and, right. uh, to see wolves. And it's called, um, it's got great reviews, and it's going to be the first of a series of four books. It's called The Rise of Wolf 8, Witnessing the Triumph of Yellowstone's Underdog. And uh, I've read part of it. It's, it's, it's like reading a novel. It's, it's a story of heroics and about why wolves are so, wolves are so amazing. And their society is, is so much about the best of ours and the worst, because most wolves die by being killed from other wolves by other wolves. Well, that makes them like us too. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Awful. <laughs> exactly. But no, anyway, okay. so uh, I think we have to, I have to go, let you go because you've gone over, haven't you? Yeah, but I go over now because who's to say I shouldn't? Um, but yeah, I should go because I, I do have uh, things I could do. I just want to share the uh, county's uh, latest report that comes out every day at 11. Oh, dear. The what? 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 I didn't hear what the you said. The numbers, what? the friggin' numbers from Allegheny County. Oh. Okay. Well, boy, the deaths went up. Oof. 38 deaths. Um, 925 positives cases. How many and does Westmoreland County have? Do you have I don't that? I just I don't get County? that. Okay. They're okay. below us, but I mean below us. We're the but still Allegheny County is being hailed as uh as having uh you know done really well with uh mitigation. I don't know. Did, did you you've already probably talked about it? Did you, because you've probably seen the story and I, I was running around trying to get dogs walked and all that uh, before the, at the beginning of your show, but that the governor is going to have requirements about for the masks. Yeah, yeah, for the masks. Yeah. yeah. So that brings me the question that I was asking you guys last time: Where do you get these masks? I have two, one that's too tight and I can't breathe in, and the other's too loose. How do you get a mask that fits? Well, you, you, you make them. I mean, they have... I don't know how to make They have make. so many. No, oh, they have some easy ways. Listen, you know who has got an easy way to do it? He uses a coffee filter. Don't laugh at me. But um, I, I saw it. He, he, did it he did it on uh, Stephen Colbert. Um, uh, he did it in costume. Is Matthew McConaughey. 
He, huh. uh, his wife designed it or did it, and you use a coffee filter, which is a really good idea because it's just not cloth. And you use a bandana, and you use two rubber bands. And it looked look up Matthew McConaughey. It looked at the easiest one, and by putting that coffee filter in there, you you can just change it. So I was going to go on on try to order. Or maybe just run into a store and get some coffee filters and make some. But I have some that are that mm-hmm. are that are cloth, but they're meant for the cold, and so they get really hot, and then you sweat. And yeah, then yeah, you sweat like mad. I yeah, and your glasses fog up. So, um, did you see those pictures of people wearing like maxi pads? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> No. Well, wouldn't that be good? I, you know what? I, I think so. I, yeah, ah, uh-huh. I, I, yeah, I, I think so. That would, you know, you have to tie it on with something. But no, but it's I'm the kind that have the adhesive. You just slap it on your face. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, but the maxi pads. Oh, you know what I'm thinking? This shows how old I am. <sighs> I was you know, thinking of those big pads that we wore. Yeah, we that's what I'm wearing. thinking of, menstrual pads, right? Yes, but but no, the, the maxi pads are thinner, so they're oh. not real, really thick. Max, okay, I mean, but I'm thinking of the thick things anymore. Where you they don't? To, I don't. Where you looked so. like you were riding a horse, you couldn't even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> into my mind and I thought you old <laughs> fart you that's not what they look like now <laughs> oh, oh I'm so I'm glad I'm in menopause oh jeez you know I've even forgotten what it's like to, to I know to, I yeah, know I, whenever a woman forget. young woman says something like I have you know I have my period I think oh my god I forgot I about, about that. that yeah you do you do forget I think I think that that just like I, I've heard that that women sort of forget the pain of having a child, so they'll have another child. Right, exactly. You, you know, cannot so retain I've, that. Yeah, memory. I, I, I'm finding myself really, really missing that I did not have a baby. I wanted one, but now I really want one. I know that sounds odd, but well, anyway, that's that's a whole other story that for a whole other appearance. But okay, anyway, well, fa- um, I, I just want to say Father Joseph has been heard from on books. And he suggests Let History Judge by Roy Medvedev and Main Street by Sinclair Lewis. That is a great book. Oh, God. Oh, yes. Oh, my and God. Oh, Father Joseph, I didn't get to talk to him. It's awesome. He's called, he's, yeah, isn't that fun? And Stride yeah. Toward Freedom by Martin Luther King. Oh, I think everybody should read that now. And, um, okay, and Barbara sends us this when I sort of, you know, did an intake of breath with that death number in Allegheny County. Um, model, the model is predicting that Pennsylvania will peak today. The University of Washington model, which is the one everybody's talking about, is predicting demand for hospital-related care for COVID-19 patients in Pennsylvania will peak today. Demand for intensive care beds, ventilators, will not exceed the available supply. That's we're you know very, That's very lucky. lucky. I don't know if it's lucky. Or yeah, it's it lucky. Having is it lucky, or was it just having? We don't have as many places 
where we're lucky because it, we didn't get hit initially like a New York, you know, we're not a, a major hub where a bunch of people are going to be coming in. Right. You know, you know what? That's true. And, and, and before they shut the air, before they shut down people traveling from abroad. Yeah, you're exactly right. That's right. Exactly right. I mean, you know, New York didn't have a chance. Yeah. And, and that's, that's why right. Chicago as well. And um, I've just been sent, Jonathan just sent me a thing that five companies that give back when you buy a face mask. Um, well, I can really? have this. Well, where do, where do you get? Oh, wait, well, well, text that to me because I do want to buy I will. a new one. Okay, okay. Will you text that to me? Okay. Yeah, okay. I will. But I mean, what happens that, you know, I have this skinny little head and what normally works for somebody is too big for me. So the ones that's too small, I got a child's one thinking that's what would work for me, and it's too oh, tight. Not, no, no, but no, the no. regular one is too is too big. Anyway, I, yeah, I'll send this to you, and I'll yeah, also... Yeah, I, I have uh, a head, so I need to have a mask for a gorilla. Yeah, I'll also send it to Amy, and maybe she can stick it up on our, on our Facebook. Good. Okay, so we're going to do that, and I think we're going to go, and I think Sally... Thank you so much for doing oh, this oh. today. Yeah. No, I was happy to, I, even if I just just contributed one fact. Yay. You, <laughs> you contributed much more than one fact, I assure you. So, th- you know, thanks a million. And, and, and stop going to drive-thrus. Well, I have to go. I have to now. I have to go. I have to go to Dunkin' Donuts again today because it's somebody's birthday. Oh, by the way, may I say something? May I? May, I want to pitch something. Uh, people may not know it, but if you if you can uh, uh, if you look at AP Associated Press, there is a writer who is Pittsburgh homegrown, and his name is Ted Anthony. You you know him. Uh-huh. He has been. Yeah. He is. He is. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but this all hit, and he was here because he his family is lives here, but he commutes. So he's writing all these amazing pieces from here. I think he's the head of digital innovation at Associated Press. And so go on Twitter or just Google, or not Google, look for pieces written by Ted Anthony. It's his birthday today. And that's why I'm getting the donuts for him. But I've known him since he was uh, 13 years old, 12 years old. And he is an amazing writer. And like I said, he went to Penn State. He's homegrown, and his stuff is just will really stop and make you think. Okay, uh, excellent. So I, I want right. to just pimp something there, sweetie. You're bringing him donuts. Yeah, for his birthday. <laughs> okay, you're going to steal some for yourself, though. No, I order separate in a separate <laughs> bag. I, I have the thing. I order a glazed donut and a Boston cream. That's my. Those are my go-to donuts. You know, if you ordered a whole bunch at once and then like... No, but I would eat them at the same time. I would not say... Like me, yeah, okay. No, and then I'd have to go throw up, so whatever. Okay, all right. Sally, thank you. you. Oh, thank Thank you, dear. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank your audience. They're wonderful. We're sorry about the guy. We talked too much about stupid things about wine. So so I apologize to him for taking his time. So I'm going to hang up now, okay? Bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye. And hang up before you apologize again. Jeez, women. Women. How how many times a day do we say I'm sorry when there is no reason to say it? Well, all I can say to you is I'm sorry. 
and uh, I'll talk to you again. My dog's about to start barking. I'll talk to you again uh, Monday. Oh, man, this is Thursday. I'll talk to you again Monday. Hunker down, hang in there, and read a book. Bye. Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.